Hello, hello, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to each and every one of you, wherever you are listening in this world. Thank you so much for joining us here today for another segment of the Sunday Morning Inspiration Show. I am your host, C. Maria Wall, a.k.a. The Mediating Shiro, right here at our ground zero. Welcome to all of you, wherever you are listening. If you're in our show chat room, let's see, we have uh, empowerment of gifts readings. We have Simon Swain from all the way from the United Kingdom. Hello, hello, guest number 12. Hello to you is that guest number two. My actual main page chat room is frozen, so I'm tapping in from another source to read what's going on over in our show chat room. Welcome to those of you who are listening to us through our various players throughout the internet. And those of you who will be listening to the replay, we have a lot of ground to cover today on our open chat. I have gotten a lot of topics for discussion from our listeners throughout the world. So I'm going to be hitting on a lot of things in a little bit of time today. So as always, yes, Simon, I know that um, BTR and these chat rooms are some kind of amazing and um, as I said, my main, um, my main um, working board, the chat room, is not working for me at all. So I'm tapping in from a different source to see what's going on. I will try to uh, see about getting a better system going for this because this is a bit um, disappointing when you cannot see what's going on in your group chat room. I'm going to refresh it. I don't know if it will affect you all or not, but um, if it doesn't, wonderful. If it does, just refresh, and it'll come back in. So, welcome. We're going to jump right into our program. Uh, for those of you who may be new, hello to those of you over in our call query. Uh, we are going to jump into our program, and let me tell you a little bit about how our show flows. I do our greetings and salutations. Then we jump into our moment of stress, relief, and release, which is our breathing exercises. And for that, you need to be in a seated or lying position only, people, only. You are not to be standing because your eyes need to be closed for this, and I don't want anyone to get injured by losing their balance or something while we are working on this today. I want everyone to get involved. Well, if you choose to get involved, we have a voluntary um, format here. We don't want to push you into doing anything that you don't want to do. I see that you're here. I know that you're listening to the replays. So I want to make sure that you know that this is a no-pressure environment. We welcome you to be here. 
our goal is for you to get the messages that you need. And as I said, I have a lot to cover today, so we're going to jump right in. Then we're going to go into our stress relief and release exercises. So while you all prepare for that, remember, lying or seated positions only. Uh, let me give you some updates on um, so many of the topics that we'll be covering today. Uh, last week's show, we are showing on page one, I believe it was last week's show, uh, Generational Hurt is on page one in the popular category. Um, it's showing on page one for our, of course, category, uh, the countries and places with the most listenership for last week. We are pretty much, we've changed the two on the end, but it's the United States of America, Canada, uh, the United Kingdom, Cambodia, Mexico, and Brazil. I believe last week it was Brazil and Mexico. This week it is Mexico and Brazil. There are other countries, of course, but these are our top five or six that I try to share with you every week. Um, again, you know what, if no one's told you that you're awesome, let me take that time to tell you this right now. And as I said, last week's show, Generational Hurt, I believe, was one of our largest shows of um, the last couple of months, actually. Um, our Q&A shows, or if they're set up such as a Q&A, usually do very well on here, and last week was no exception. So thank you all for listening and coming back and obviously sharing and coming back and listening again because that was one of our most popular shows to end out our seventh season. And if you have not heard, this is our birthday Tomorrow, we turn eight years old here on the Healing Through Hurt iTalk Radio Network. So this is our beginning of our eighth season today. This is season eight, show number one. This is our birthday celebration as well. And what better way to celebrate than with another um, open session for us to talk about today. And for those of you, of course, if you follow us on our show information page, are the art pieces for this week, number one is called Mr. Finch. I guess that's pretty much self-explanatory. Uh, if you look at the abstract piece, you can pretty much see the finch sitting on the, um, on the branch. And the other piece I have yet to name. So it's that which has no name and Mr. Finch. Um, what else do we have here before we jump into our stress relief and release? We're going to talk about so many things today from um, religion to uh, what's been happening with the recent shootings, um, the flu is taking over, um, some other things being marginalized in our lives at work in our relationships, wherever. I want to tell you about my car story as well uh, a little bit later on. So we are going to jump right into our stress relief and release right now. Everyone is in a lying or seated position while you're getting yourselves together. As always, you can reach us, find us, several ways. Our number, our direct number is 202-618-2556. 
That's 202-618-2556. We also have several websites, in case you didn't know. All of our programs, both virtual and real world, are sponsored by the Wall Foundation Incorporated. That is an IRS-approved and recognized tax-exempt 501c3 nonprofit. Visit our website at thewallfoundationinc.org. That's thewallfoundationinc.org. You can also reach out to me on my website, www.cmariawall.com. That's www.cmariawall.com. All of our websites have contact forms. Uh, Just last week, we were contacted by a group of educators in Ghana who want to um, reach out and possibly do some networking to get the children some of their supplies. Uh, naturally, when we're dealing with foreign entities, we do have our investigative staff check things out before we um, invest our time and or resources. So we're working on that right now. Uh, if you Uh, would like to network with us, feel free to reach out. We want to. It is our hope that we can touch the world. Um, This week, we also had um, helped um, someone with a gift card for um, their new preemie baby. Um, We are doing so many things to help people. That's what we're here for, and that's what we are all about here at the Wall Foundation Incorporating, of course, all of our programs. This is the Sunday Morning Inspiration, our Saturday Morning Motivation Show, and, of course, the mother of all shows, Healing Through Hurt, I Talk Radio. Um, in the next few weeks, we're going to start bringing back the one-on-one with C. Maria and special guests. We want to invite you here for that. Um, we have a guest that I'm speaking with now, um, Kathy Picard, Um, her book is Life with My Idiot Family, A True Story of Survival, Courage, and Justice Over Child Sexual Abuse. Um, So we're getting ready for that and gearing up for that, of course. We will have Q&A sessions, if time permits, on those shows as well, but again, Uh, As I said, we're going back to some of our our original formats. We are coming in now to um, bring you guests again um, so that you can get different perspectives from all over the place. So by now, everyone should be in their spots. We're ready for our stress relief and release for this week. I'm going to stop the music and we're going to restart it. So you ready? Everybody, time for our stress relief and release time. Seated or lying positions only, eyes closed. Let's get our music going again. If it'll start. It says that it should be moving, but I don't hear it. If you can hear it, let me know in the chat room. If not, um, 
we're going to get started anyway because, once again, the negative energy is working against us, but we have a lot to cover today. So let's just start. You ready? Let's inhale. Eyes closed. Lying or seated position. Exhale slowly. One more time. Let's inhale. Let everything go this week, people. I know that there's a lot going on. Exhale. But let it go for our small time together. You know, each week, I'm usually um, tapping into my church service. Uh, They stream online. I go to the early service, which is at 9 uh, a.m., but this show usually runs over into our second hour, so I go to the latter uh, service at 10.15. So everything works out in divine timing. I want you to continue your breathing while we are speaking today's topics and lesson or whatever you'd like to call it, I want you to continue your breathing throughout our session. So as I said earlier, I see Brenda's on the line. Uh, We're going to bring her on in a little bit, but there's some things that... um, I want to give you all a um, synopsis of some of the topics we'll be working on today. Uh, I was watching this movie this morning called The Sunday Morning Rapture, and we're going to get into this. And um, for our religious point of view, you know, God knows bad people call themselves Christians. We don't need to point them out. We don't need to be his eyes and ears for that. He knows and he sees. So we're going to get into that a little bit today, and we're going to talk about all of the, the recent mass shooting here and how people are all up in arms again about gun control and gun laws and these things like that. These are topics that have come to me over the week uh, since people knew what the topic would be this week. Um, going to talk about your health and some issues there. Uh, a good friend of mine, she lost her mother this week. But her mother was not a good person. So we're going to get into bad parenting and bad parents a little bit today, too. Uh, And when you feel marginalized in this world, all of this ties in together with how things happen and um, in our lives with our health and several things. So we're going to talk about that as well. Um, And I saw the most interesting thing this morning on social media. A young gentleman, he, he knits. He knits. He, t- he took up knitting, and he loves it. And um, his, his topic was getting rid of gender roles. And uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit today as well. And we're going to end up with the infamous topic of forgiveness, because that does not mean we have to take folks back in our lives who are still doing the same things. So, again, these are our topics. We're going to try to stick to tasks today. And... Um, We're going to go from there. I'm going to bring uh, Brenda on uh, in a few moments. But let me tell you all about my car story. So, you know, I've been without a car since Thursday. Uh, I was on my way to that place that I don't want to be. And once again, another furball decided to run out in front of my car. And amazingly enough, 
we made contact on the same side as the last time when Rodney Raccoon hit me. Well, this time it was Roger Rabbit. I don't know what's in the water and the food or whatever, but these animals are like gigantic size. So I took my car in and um, I said, well, you know, I want to quote and this and that. When I saw that I had insurance papers, which, you know, a few months ago, the car was hit and I wanted to wait until after the winter weather broke before I would um, have it fixed because I didn't want to get it fixed, and then something else crazy happens, because on my way to work, some of the craziest people, I call them the 270 dummies, because they are the absolute worst drivers in the world, I think, trying to get on the 270. They're all the way over in the furthest lane away from their, their entrance ramps, and then they want to try to be the first one in line, so they want to try to go across about four lanes to get into that ramp, and um, it seems like the closer you get to D.C., the worst drivers become here, uh, in these parts. So again, um, so a little furball ran out in front of my car and same side, same everything and didn't cause any additional damaged damage. What it did, whatever it was, it, um, just caused the piece to come loose that was already shaky anyway. So nothing new there. And I had taken it into the car dealership only because they have a shuttle service. And um, I said, you know, I wanted to quote. Well, he said, well, we'll work off of this quote. And I said, okay, well, um, he said, well, I'll take that paperwork. And I said, well, you know, and he said, gave me some papers to sign. I said, well, I'd like copies. Well, I think that he got his lines crossed. And it's so funny with dealerships and things because this particular dealership I'm no fan of. I'll never buy another car there anyway. But um, so I get home and I noticed that he kept my original insurance paperwork and gave me copies, but he didn't give me any copies of the papers that I signed that weren't filled out fully. So I said, okay. So I sent this long drawn out letter and I said, you know, I hope that you're better than the sales and the service department. Um, and I hope that the body shop, you know, will be that diamond in the dust. So I sent the letter. Lo and behold, I get back uh, uh, error message. They don't recognize the message. And in the email says, just write to us with this email. And then I resent it. I said, well, maybe I did something wrong. So I copied and pasted from the body of the email itself. And sure enough, it came back. So once again, I'm not impressed. So make sure that, rest assured that when I go back to pick up my car, I'm going to check the mileage. I'm going to check the engine. I'm going to check the tires. I'm going to check the everything to make sure that they have not switched out anything, changed anything, used my car for the next, because I won't get it back for almost a week. So I'm literally without transportation. And I told my job, I said, I'm not getting a rental car with my luck. Some other critter will run out in front of that and tear up the rental. I don't like my job that well, and they don't like me. Um, you know, when you have people who can kill your everything, when you have people who disrespect you, marginalize you, who lie on you, lie to you, lie about you, um, I, I'm trying to. I'm putting this out there because, as a teacher, as a healer, as a helper, as a guide, I want people to understand that you're not alone going through these types of things. The question is what you do to handle it within reason and the law, of course. And so many of you. 
are not happy where you are. So maybe today or next week we'll talk about ways that we need to work on change because every day I'm looking for something new. I'm waiting for that breakthrough. I'm praying for that change. I'm praying to help me make it through. But I have tons and tons of leaves and all of that dedication and all of that has just slipped away um, over the years. So I am without a car. I'm home. I'm getting a lot of things accomplished and that's where I am. So again, I want you, I tell these little stories because I want you all to know that we are real people and we are here for you and we experience what you experience. We're not just talking just to be talking. We are actually people who are going through the fires right along with you. With that said, I want to welcome Sister Brenda to the call. And then I'm going to jump into one of the pieces from my book that's so befitting for where we're going to start off this day on our talk about faith, forgiveness, and religion for this week. So, Sister Brenda, if you're there, good morning, sis. How are you? How have well, good things morning. been? Yeah. Oh, I had a week just like your week, and everybody else had it, okay? We're with you. We're with you, okay? Good Lord. It's been, it's been yeah. interesting, but... We have to look oh, yeah. at it in several ways that we're still standing. And um, yeah. one thing I want to start off with is that, you know, I said God knows bad people call themselves Christians. Ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. boys and girls, no matter what country you're in, God knows the bad people who call themselves Christians. Enough said about that part. So I've been trying to watch this movie on Hulu, and Hulu's had major problems for the last couple of days. And this movie just starts and stops and starts and stops. So, you know, this one hour or so, a little more movie, it's taken me about three or four days to watch. But fortunately, I've been home to uh, do that for the most part. Um, And it's a movie about uh, people who've forgotten their faith. They've forgotten all of that. And Sunday morning, this preacher at a church has been preaching about what if the rapture were this Sunday? What if the rapture were today? Would they be ready? And you have the people, they show different scenarios. One woman had lost a child, and her her um, her adopted child was crying. He said, do you love me any less? And she said, well, you two go to church. I'll join you next week. Well, she ends up taking pills and lying down. Of course, she overdoses. Another lady, she has the cigarette in one hand and the rollers in her hand. She's talking about, yeah, 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 I'm a Christian, and blah, 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 gossiping and doing all of this. And um, her son had gotten some girl pregnant, and he was nonchalant about it, didn't care, decided not to go to uh, church that Sunday. She showed up, of course, but he didn't go. And another scenario, young boy, he when the girl who he wanted to pick up who he liked, her parents wouldn't let her ride with him to church. He said, well, I guess there wasn't any reason to go. And um, the pastor was looking one of the parishioners up and down, one of the junior pastors, and, of course, that's lust and all of this. Well, as it turns out, it was Judgment Day, and people started to disappear. Two news anchors, uh, they were looking and they were waiting for the person who was, you know, in another country. He was reporting, and they couldn't get him, and then one of the anchors just disappeared up into the rapture, and there was a school building with the children, a classroom, and suddenly they all disappeared and so on. And in the end, one of the gentlemen, he decided to stay home because he wanted to clean his fancy car and get ready for the game and this and that. 
He runs into the church and he says he's too rich to go to hell. Too rich to go to hell. So we're going to start with that right here. And we may take this into a part two for next week, people. We can't get everything covered today. But I wanted to read a piece from my current book, Silent Noise Lip Service. And it's called Hell. It's called Hell for a reason. And I find it quite amazing that a lot of young males who support me and follow my movement, if you want to call it that, whatever you want to call it. It's not really a movement, but they like to follow and support me. So hell, some people boast of going to heaven someday. Little do they know their one-way ticket is for a train to a place they just knew they'd never go. You hear me, sis? You hear me, people? They went to church every Sunday and sat on the front pew. Monday through Saturday, they smoked, drank, and cursed, just to name a few. Guess they thought no one knew. They spent their entire lives trying to impress. Between all the fancy cars, homes, and lavish lifestyle full of play, they could only make time for God a few hours of just one day. Time to head to church four times a month on Sunday. Hallelujah, praise God, and amen. Time for this script to end. So when you purchase your ticket for the destination of your eternal farewell, make sure to find Prince says heaven and not one-way passage to hell. So we're going to start off right there, sis, and all of the listeners. If you want to jump in, if you're over here in our show chat room, (laughs) feel free to, if you're logged in as a guest, feel free to either call in 646-478-4726, or for those of you who are logged in under screen name in the chat room, feel free to type your comments. Hopefully I'll be able to see them. And I'll read them for you on air. So, sis, I decided to start off here because we look at what's going on in the world. Yes. The rapture is real. Everything is real. It has been foretold. We see it now. And one thing that I wanted people to understand is that just because you don't have to be in that building to be (laughs) a good person. And at the end of this movie... One of the pastors that was left, he said, you know, I I preached this and I preached this and I told people to talk to God and blah, blah, blah. But he didn't believe it for himself. That's right. He was left behind. So a lot of people out here, people will give you that bill of goods. Am I right, sis? They will give you that bill of goods, but they don't even believe what they're peddling to you. They don't believe it in the least. And you know what, people? Let me tell you something. You better know who you're listening to. God doesn't need you to be at church every Sunday sitting on that front row. He needs you to be a good person. He needs you to be a good person. Because so many times these so-called preachers and people of the church, they have made it big business for themselves. So they have led you to believe that you must be in this building in order for you to get caught up in the rapture. And if that was the case, there'd be a whole lot of mega churches out here. And just remember, when some people had that natural disaster, you had mega churches who kept their doors closed and they were dry as a bone. And, of course, they came up with all types of of um, excuses. And, well, see, what happened was, but it wasn't until the media forced them to open those doors that they opened those doors. But I guarantee you, the pastors had their 
mansions and their helicopters and their private planes and all of these things. They were safe, but they didn't want the common people into their house of so-called worship because then, you know, they may tear up the carpet, they may do this, and with all their trillions and trillions of dollars, they couldn't clean the carpet or help people in need, which is what our churches were for originally. These are just some of the topics that have come in to me in the last week. So what do you think on that topic, sis? You've said everything. <laughs> you, you, you're leaving me somewhere here. I'm, you know, I'm with you. See, Marie, my sister, uh, this whole week I have uh, changed my whole show around on Blog Talk to Empowerment of the Gifts. Because I do know, I do know that we have some wonderful, beautiful people listening to your show that have gifts, but they don't use their gifts. And I'm talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. That's what I'm talking about, okay? And the word of knowledge. I know I know that you are not just a good person, Marie. You are a spiritual person. Can I, can I go there with you? Because I know that I know your spirit. And I think God knows your spirit. Am I right? You know what, sis? I'd like to think so. And obviously, every time that I look up and I see that God has brought me one day closer to my prize, yeah. whatever that prize may be, yeah. you know, you know, this was my second chance. I know what it's like on the other side. I've been there. I saw it. And when yeah. he gave me that second chance and he breathed that second breath of life into me, I am here for a reason. I am here trying to be the best person that I can be and to help as many people as I can before my time is up. And I'm not letting anyone deter me from that. Am I human? Yes. I am human, sis. Do I hurt? Yes, I do. Am I disappointed in some things? Yes, I am. But guess what? That only lasts for a little while because I know. All I have to do is think about today. All I have to do is think about seeing Simon in the chat room, chatting with you, or chatting with who knows who may or may not call in. All I know is that people are listening, and they're hearing, and they're sharing, and they're contacting me. As I said, it's not a, a week that goes by that they say, I heard the program, I want to talk to you, I want to be a guest. How can we do that? We are starting now. We are getting it together as soon as I hear back from the current person that I want to be on the show. Then we're going to have more guests coming on board. That's a whole um, process that we are going back to our roots again, um, where we started. Um, and we're going I hear, back I hear you. to our roots. I hear um, your heart. The, the, that, the, that's, yeah. You know, roots. that's it. Yeah. That's it. This yeah. is from my spirit. This I is know from it my is. heart. This, this show was not made, you no. know. It wasn't yeah. made out of out of that, sis. It wasn't made out of that, and I see that um, empowerment of gifts. I love that. Yeah. I love yeah. the fact that see, you are Marie, raising that awareness to people. Listen, my life and your life, we took the calling of the heart to help people, but we also have helped people by helping ourselves. I, I just want to underline that. Now, y'all out there listening, you know, I'm from the South, so I'm saying y'all. If you're from the North, you're saying you guys. But I just want to tell you something, that Marie has something inside of her to give that's so precious. It's a precious gift. 
And that gift that she has, she's bringing out things that have been bothering you and worrying you and fearful. She knows it because she is standing in the same storm. She's in your same storm. She's on this planet. She's on this earth. And she's here right now because now is where it's happening, people. You know the movie The Rapture? Uh, it was one called Left Behind before that one. Did you did mm-hmm. you ever watch yes. the Left Behind? You did. Okay. Yes, the whole series because it was more yes, than the one Left movie. Behind. Yes. Okay, so mm-hmm. we do know we do know as human beings we have a spirit inside of us. We have a soul. We have a consciousness. We have everything, and every one of us has a desire to know something higher. Because that's not me, but studies prove it. Most people believe in something outside of themselves. Most people believe there's a God. And and Marie and I have talked about it. We don't don't know what you call it, but we certainly know you're calling it. We certainly know everybody has a desire to know about it. So when she said, you know, okay, you say you are a Christian, but you don't live a Christian life, or you don't understand what a Christian means. And we we have that on our planet right now. It's called, who am I? I mean, that's the discovery, isn't it, Marie? Who am I? What am I doing here? How do I deal with this? It's all the questions. And these questions are inside you. Marie had somebody this week, a lot of messages come to her, why this, why that, why this, why that? And Marie searched in her soul. She's got it in her, her spirit, to find out the best thing to talk about today. Isn't that about right? You have been searching your own soul oh, yes. to see how you can help. Go ahead, Marie. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, you know, this is the thing, that everything that comes to me doesn't mean that it's going to make it to the airways. Some things need to be handled behind the scenes. Now, there are some people who send me things, and I know that they're sending me things because they want to hear the, everything, their story on Healing Through Heard I Tuck Radio Network, and they want to hear C. Maria say their name and blah, blah, blah. People, I'm so hip to all of that. So you need to just stop it right now because, yeah, I know it. And how many times have I said, people, I know, I see, my eyes are wide, my eyes are wide open. I see, but I'm not going to call you out on a mess that you already know that you're doing. I know how to, that thing that we talked about last week, I believe, it's called discernment. It's called, we have to know how to hold them and fold them. We have to know what needs to be heard to the masses. We have to know the things that people all over the world are yearning to hear. And the one thing, sis, that um, not really on my list today, but the one thing that... um, I will talk about it at a later time is the fact that, well, we can say it today, that we talk about the things that so many people, see, so many people are out here looking for someone to tell them exactly what they need to hear. But because there's so many people out here with their infamous scripts that are telling people the same thing that the other 10 trillion, 872 billion, blah, 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 people are telling you, they're not getting what they need. So, That's giving them the right to stay in their storms 
because they're not hearing the one few words that they need to hear to bring them out of that storm into the light. So many people are sitting there. That's what these open chats are about. If you see it, if someone's doing a scroll through and they see, oh, it's open chat, maybe I can call in. There's been times in the show where out of the blue somebody will call and say, I was scrolling through the programs and I came across yours and I just thought that I could, may I talk? And I said, of course you can talk. You know, a lot of programs don't want that. They want their friends to call in where they've already pre Assign them to be a caller, to pump up their shows, to make their shows larger than life. Now, when you have discerning eyes and your eyes are wide open, not wide shut, you can see through all of that. But the thing is that I've said since day one, you had come here as a stranger, you left as a friend, you're here every week. We sit down and we chat like we're two friends sitting at a table. Simon's over there holding down the chat room. And Dr. Gene, I don't know where he is today, but um, he's probably asleep. He wasn't feeling well over the weekend. So, again, but he always listens to the replays. There are so many people. And it's so funny, sis, when I hear people that send me a message and say, you know, I'm getting ready for church and I can't listen to the show live and I can't do this, but I always come back for the week. I'm like, you don't owe me any explanation. Our job is to put these programs out there. Your job is to put your program out there. When people are ready to listen, guess what they're going to do? They're going to make the time to listen. When divine timing says that it's their time to find your program, says, guess what? They're going to find your program, and they're going to listen. That's how this works. I'm not sitting here worried about who's going to call in and who's going to press the number one or who wants to do this. Guess what? We are here to give the message. And in time, and believe you, trust me, sis, so help me to the Lord. Trust me when I say that when we continue to do what we do from our heart, guess what's going to happen? The flock is going to find its way back to the shepherd. It has not failed us in eight years. It won't fail us in 88 years. When you well, start to put that word out there and you wait for your that's flock, right. they're going to find right. you. They're that's going right. to find you. And they're going to find you from every corner of the earth, sis. They're going yes. to find you. You will not be. Your show will not be just mm-hmm. a local show. It will not be a national show. It's going to move up and become worldwide. Why? Because when you put that word out there, you ain't got to do a thing because when your word is anointed, (laughs) guess what? Yes, The universe is going to send your flock to you. The word never goes void. Never. And what does that mean? That means that the word from the heart, the word from Marie, Marie, you can hear her. She's got a passion and her passion is to say the message that she's receiving. You know, uh, Marie, on my show, I, I, I bring all kinds of lessons on my show because I'm a teacher and you're a teacher. You're, you teach different. Mm-hmm. Every teacher mm-hmm. and every person on this planet has a message. And how they give that message, that's up to their own spirit telling them, you know, I mean, when we talk, when we talk about all this, it it we 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 feel like we're explaining it. Everybody's saying, "Oh, well, Brenda, Brenda, oh yeah, are you explaining this?" Well, we explain it because no one has ever done that for you. They just give you messages. They don't tell you where it comes from. 
I listen to Blog Talk. Marie obviously listens to Blog Talk and other radio and television. The news media. Where do the messages come from on the news media? What is fake news? What is it? Now, we've always had it, but now it's a big topic. Oh, yeah, it's a big topic, right? I mean, do we know if it's fake or not fake? I mean, now we're at the point that everything's fake. So, okay, it's all an illusion. This is the New Age movement. It's all illusion. Don't pay attention. Oh, uh, yeah? You think I'm thinking that? You think I'm thinking that everything's not real, that it's all fake, that I don't need to pay attention to anything? So it's like the magic show, is it, Marie? I mean, it's a magic show. Right in center stage, Trump is doing his magic show. Don't pay attention to him. Avoid it. Don't look at it. Uh, you might be just the one that avoids what you needed to look at. You might be the one that's saying, it's all an illusion anyway. It's all fake. And you just pass it by. Are we living like that, Marie? Are we just saying, it's not real anyway. Why do I need to pay attention? What, what do you, th- I, you, what do you what? tell these people, Marie? This is what I would say to people, and it's wonderful that you brought that up because it's really kind of transitioning into our next topic for today. Um, Yes, we've heard this infamous fake news, fake news, and there's a lot of it out there. And then there's just a lot of people who just post stuff because they see it. The thing is, people, is that you have to get up off of your tushes. You have to do some research for yourself. There is nothing worse. You know, last week, I believe, I told people, I said, I'm so tired. You all have stupided and dummied down to the point on social media where I'm tired of seeing it across the board. It is crossing all social, economic, ethnic lines out there. There's nothing worse than seeing somebody to post, Rest in peace, Eartha Kid or somebody. And people are jumping on, oh, my gosh, I loved her. Oh, prayers, prayers. Y'all, Eartha Kid died 10 years ago. You know, it's one of those things. That's just a sam- an example of, you know, what goes on. Uh, Sammy David Jr., he's dead. Oh, my God. And people just giving their prayers and stuff. People, are you that stupid where you will blindly follow anything? These people, and it's 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 annoying. But this is just an example, people. It gets much worse, but I'm saying all these people are giving their hearts out and sending out prayers to the family when these people have been dead years prior to that post that someone just did in 2018. I did a post this morning, and I wanted people to read it, where they showed a woman with a gun and a whole group of kids, and the, the, the tagline on this poster said, you know, meanwhile in Israel, the teachers are armed with guns. And, you know, I spoke about the gun laws, and now everybody's jumping on the infamous gun laws and the shootings. And I believe it was Rubio. He had spoken before um, the committee the other day. And so many people, he needs to be fired. He needs to be this. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. I said, but wait a minute. Let me play the devil's advocate for a minute. Make new regulations. Make new gun laws. Who's going to follow them? The good people out here in the world, because bad people—that's all. That's what makes them bad. They don't follow laws or regulations. Okay. So the bottom line is simple. You have all these new regulations and rules that's going to keep make it harder for good people to get guns. Because guess what? If a bad person wants a gun, he or she is going to get that gun. They're going to get that weapon no matter what it is. They're going to get it. Secondly, you have a lot of workers out here who don't do their jobs properly. When Trump signed that bill, when you got bad workers, fire them. 
Some workers need to be gone because they don't care. Had the FBI workers did their job, maybe they could have thwarted that young man shooting up that school. The question that I believe is every school has two officers. No one said where those officers were during the shooting. And on those videos from the children's phone, I mean, he was shooting for days. Where were the officers that were allegedly at that school? You make all of these regulations. Yay! They all get signed off by the president. Woo! Yay! And there's still going to be shootings. You know why? Because take a bully, for instance. What do bullies do, Brenda? What do bullies do? They go after the weakest links. They go after the people who they know that they will be able to have control over. You never see a bully bully someone who's their equal or someone who's better. You never see a bully do that. Trust me, if they yeah. if there were good people who were also armed, even the mentally unstable would think twice before they yeah. would even attempt their own special kind of crazy. Now, people, yeah. I'm playing the devil's advocate here, and you all may nah, we need more regulations and gun control. They said, he got an AR-15. He got an AK-47. Guess what? A bad person is going to get that AR and that AK and that Mac and every other thing out there if they want it because they don't follow the law. Yes, these people got these guns legally. Of course he got it legally. But people have a right to own these guns, so you take that away, he's going to find some other gun. Back in the day it was Uzis. Then it was something else. That guy was heavily armed. He didn't just have that AR-15. He had several weapons. He had several weapons. He was on a mission. And how many times have children tried to tell the administration about something and the administration has ignored it? In this instance, oh, it went all the way up to the FBI and the FBI dropped the ball. So, you see, that's what what we're talking about the the big picture. The big picture, Marie. Yes, the big picture. The the big big picture. picture is that we got problems that we've got to attend to and we're ignoring it totally. Mm-hmm. Okay? That that yes. because when we look when we look at the FBI and and I know that that FBI's been a target all along of not doing anything proper. We know that. I mean, did you catch that people? That the FBI is not doing anything. And what would be a reason that an FBI agent or the FBI would do anything, not do anything, is because Trump has fired so many people out of the FBI because the FBI didn't follow up, period, during the Obama administration. Now, we can't, uh, we can't blame Trump or Obama. It was the FBI doing what it was doing, and they're cleaning the swamp. What does that mean? There are people, like she said, human beings. Don't just look FBI. Don't look the president. Don't just look Congress. Nobody's not doing anything. There are people, humans on this planet, that do do not follow the law. Period. And they have an agenda. Period. They have They're an bad agenda. People. Some people are They're just bad, bad people. Oh, you're so right, Marie. They're just plain rotten bad evil, let's say it, humans that are carrying some other kind of spirit, and we're in a spiritual war. But come on now, people. Have they said that? No. 
They're not going to point a finger. Now, the church will point a finger at them, and they'll say, there's nothing we can do about it but pray. Come on, people. What is proactive? Marie knows what that means. You've heard her talk about it. That's right. We are not proactive. Go, Marie. And the thing is, let me tell you all this right here, right now. And you all may not want to hear this today, and some of you have probably already clicked the button off, but I guarantee you you'll be back. Because the bottom line is simple. What do we do here? We tell you the hard things. Every time there's been a shooting, we have seen the same vicious cycle. We need more regulation. We need more gun laws. Prayers and thoughts. Prayers and thoughts. Then we forget. Then it's another shooting. Then it's, we need more gun control. We need more gun control. Prayers and thoughts prayers and thoughts. The bottom line is that that has yet to solve anything. Now, don't get me wrong. When Obama was in office, I didn't agree with everything he did. I certainly don't agree with everything that the new um, leader of the, the circus is doing. But the bottom line is simple. When Rubio spoke, he could not have spoken more of the truth. You can make all the regulations you want. That's not what's going to solve the problem. What does it say? Iron sharpens iron. You have to fight fire with fire. I guarantee you, if that student knew that his old school had armed individuals who actually did their jobs and that he could get a bullet back, he would not have done what he did. They gave us weapons for a reason, people, to protect ourselves. Well, what if this person is mentally ill? Okay, we don't know who's mentally ill until they show signs of mental illness. There are a lot of people out here walking around who are mentally unstable that nobody knows anything about. There are a lot of people out here who are suffering from depression who are wearing the mask every day, who are at their breaking point. But we won't know until that point comes. But not everyone who's going to be armed or everyone who's out there to protect our children and ourselves, not everyone out there is going to have a mental illness. And that person is going to be that one person that when that person cracks, they may get off one or two shots. But if that person is close enough, guess what? That good person with that weapon is going to take down the bad person or the person who's mentally ill, but they're not too mentally ill when they don't know how to load a gun and point it at people and start shooting. So if they have to be taken down, so be it. Then you all will make the argument of, well, why do you have to kill him? They should have shot him in the leg. Let me tell you something. If that's your child lying dead there, then you're going to be upset because you shot them in the leg instead of taking them out because then they could get well and come back and do it again. We're never going to be able to solve all the problems and please everyone. We're not going to be able to do that. But what we need to do is understand the power of pen and paper, what it can and cannot do. The good people are going to follow those new laws and regulations. The bad people are still going to get what they want by illegal means because they can. Just like they planned all of this, and each and every one of these shooters has planned these. They didn't just wake up in the morning and just snap and their mind was gone and they were doing this out-of-body experience or something. They planned this. So you can blame it on mental illness all you want. One group, you blame it on mental illness. Another group, you just kill them dead regardless, doesn't matter. Another group, you just want to send them out the country regardless. So the bottom line is simple. We have to understand some things. They showed pictures of this young man. They knew that he was a, a, a great supporter of the current regime. 
But the current regime, a fact is that they came in on the hate card, and they have grown everything on the hate card. There's not a day that I don't leave my house thinking that someone may attack me or shoot me or kill me just because skin color doesn't look like theirs. Not because I'm a bad person, not because I'm a law-abiding citizen, not because I may be that person to save your child or your life, not because I'm that person that tries to do good by everyone, but because I look different. We have to understand something, people, and we're going to move on because we could talk about this all day, but the realization is, as we have said, you have to go deeper than pen and paper, writing some words on a pen and paper. Will that solve the problem? That will pacify you until the next couple of shootings. When you figure out that that rule or that regulation didn't work because bad people don't follow rules and regulations. Take all guns away. Nobody should have them but uh, this and that. You have a, an attorney general who, who said that all of the sheriffs should be Anglo-Saxons. What? So take away guns from this person, that person, and only people that look a certain way should have guns. And that's okay. We could get into so many things with this topic, people. We have people now who are talking about abuse and disrespecting women and doing all of this. You have a leader who's been accused multiple times, but because that leader has built the infamous card of hate and disrespect, Everything that they do is swept under the rug. And I'm sorry. I am so sorry that we are so divided in this country right now that the last presidency, you some people were up in arms because the first lady showed her shoulders. We now have a first lady who many of us have seen every single part of her body, every single part, and there's an excuse for why that happened. Until we figure out that we have to come together as a people and respect one another. There's good and bad in every single race. More people who look like me can't stand me than people who do not. Believe it or not, more people who look like me would rather see me beat down in the ground and not support me than those who do not. Why is that, people? These are questions that we need to be addressing. To my people, why don't you like me? I support you. I give you every chance. And every time I've tried to help someone who looks like me, they've tried to screw me over. Marie, That's your that heart. moment of silence I forgot. I know it needs to be there. I know it needs to be there. Okay, so we have problems, but we need to find solutions. And we need to find solutions other than just paper or just saying i mean like you said we're at a point evolution and i'm talking about evolution evolution of the human spirit the human soul yes yes it's an evolution going on on this planet we have to observe that 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 we keep having the same cycles okay and you're exactly correct. Mm-hmm. Until the next time. Until the next time. Okay, we're right. going to observe it. We're going to let it go. We're going to say it's this. That 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 becomes the label. Mental illness. It goes back to that. You and I both are very aware 
of these tags and titles they put on things for their purposes. And we're talking about Correct. the world. The world, the world, the religions, the churches, everybody has these things. Okay, this is what it is. I've come to that. It's mental illness. It always comes down to the bottom line. But you you know you mm-hmm. you're exactly correct on this gun thing. Uh, they have been talking about teachers getting guns and putting them in training. All right, I'm going to look further into this, people, and I heard people say that, too. I see a solution here. I think every student that goes to school must be a prepared person, whether they are prepared to use a gun or they are prepared to be proactive when a Alarm comes in that something's happened. Get yourself ready. Each individual person needs to be ready. Readiness ready. is where we are right now, people. Okay, so you're saying, Brenda, it's going to happen again? Oh, I'm not going to predict it. It is predictable. Right, Marie? It's not like, let's wait and see. If it's going to happen again. No, no. It is predictable because when you get a cycle, a habit that is a continuous thing in the agenda of bad people, evil people, that's their agenda, it will happen again. The question is. It will happen again. It will happen again. The question is to you out there listening, the truth on this morning show with C. Marie, are you ready? She said when she goes out, she's ready. I go out of my house, I put on my shields, baby, because I know where I live, in the city, in Richmond, Virginia, homeless people, people looking for drugs everywhere I walk. I do not stop looking around. I am totally aware of my environment. And if I go into the school system, which I have many times, I am very aware of what's going on in that in that school system. Whatever environment you're in, wake up, she said. Open your eyes. Look around. You can do this. And don't just prepare yourself to hit the ground. Prepare yourself to be proactive in the situation. Thinking about all this right now. Marie is bringing it on. This is the truth, people. And I tell you this right here. Brenda said it right here, right now. Let me tell you all something. Preparation doesn't mean hiding in the closet. We have to be prepared for any and everything. Ladies, you have to be prepared now. We offer program so that you'll know how to act, what you're supposed to do. Don't get so hung up in this man. I don't knock online dating and all of that, people. You can do that. I love online dating because there are some great men that I have met that I would not have met otherwise. There's some pretty bad ones, too. But there's a way for you to do everything in life. Our children need to understand that not everyone who looks like them is a friend and not everyone who doesn't is an enemy. That's first and foremost. Secondly, our children need to understand that not everyone, in some cases, not everyone is going to like them, no matter what your ethnic group is. If you're white, there's some whites that won't like you. There's some whites who will think that they're better than you because you're fat. You've got freckles. You've got red hair. You've got blonde hair. You've got brunette hair. Doesn't matter. There's always going to be those people out there who think that they're better than you. Then society as a whole has put us in categories and said, doesn't matter what this person does. If they look like this, if their skin is this color, they're bad. They're, they're, they're a child of a lesser God. They're this and they're that. We need to change this mindset, people. 
And then we're going to move on from this because two more things, because we are really running down time today. But this is the mindset that we have right now. And every time you turn around, it's getting worse. And it's not just the FBI. I'm not even going to say that. There are some organizations out there who are nepotism at its finest. They've hired friends and family. You have people who have no qualifications, were given jobs that they shouldn't have been in, making 150, 160, a whole bunch of bank, when technically their actual credentials don't require them to be making 50 grand a year, much less 150, 160 and above. But this is what we have out here in workers. We have workers who don't care. They are making their bank, and they don't care. They have learned the art of skating along and hiding under the radar and pumping themselves up to being something that they are not, and they have learned how to play that system. We know this every day. Why am I telling you all this? Because you all write in about your workplace. You all write in about your lives. This is what's going on. I see it every day personally, so I know what you're going through. And many of you are not at that point of strength that I'm at. And still it's an uphill battle for me, so I know what you're going through. So we need to prepare ourselves in a different way now. We need to prepare our children. Why aren't we teaching our children self-defense? Why aren't we teaching? I love these videos where these children are being bullied, and as a child, it's either going to know some type of martial art, or there's a child. When I was in school, I'll never forget it. They would laugh at me, and this this one little piece of crap. One day, he was tearing my notebook. You know, back in the day, you had the notebooks. They had, like, the denim wrap around them. Mom was a little bit torn, so he tore in the class and laughed. Ha, 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 ha. Then I said, don't do that. And then he tore it again. I knew I didn't have any, any support at home, so I said, don't do that. He tore it all the way off, and the class was laughing. I picked his little ass up and threw him across the room. Till this day, I remember his face. From that point on, he was the nicest person I ever met after I threw his little ass across the room. Let me tell you all something. Don't let your children get to the point. For me, I picked him up and threw him across the room because I knew that I could. When I found my strength, I knew the classroom was stunned into silence. But they were laughing and they were having a good time till I picked him up and threw him, literally. I was over by the window. When he hit the wall on the other side of the room, to this day, and I'm almost 55 years old, I remember his facial expression. And I remember how that changed his life. Didn't change mine because I was okay. Went to the office, did all of that. The teachers came to my rescue, and they said she's the nicest child. They always picked on her. And my teachers weren't helping me. One, one teacher, my sixth-grade teacher, name was Sandra Brooks. I'll never forget her. Hood rat for days. Back then, that wasn't a name for it, but she was a hood rat for days. She would make fun of me. She was the nastiest, most unprofessional woman I ever saw in my entire life. I'm 55 almost, and to this day, I still do remember everything that that woman did to me. But for the grace of God, I didn't lose my mind because, trust me, I was smart enough to know how to do everything you see going on now. But we're not teaching our children anything because parents aren't paying their children any attention. That's number one. When parents don't pay their children attention, they end up with nowhere to go, and usually they end up harming themselves in some way, if not killing themselves. Parents, you need to be more proactive. Parents, yes. get to a place where you are learning from you, where you and your children are learning how to protect yourselves. And that doesn't mean hiding in the closet, because guess what? 
If you get someone who's as smart as I am, and some of these kids out here are smarter than whips, they know where you're going to hide. Yep. Come on now. They know where you're going to hide. Now, you have some who aren't smart enough to know you can't just shoot a glass in a school window because it won't shatter like you think it will. But then you have those that are smart enough to know everything that's going on. So you need to have those children, and there's always those heroes who are going to put themselves. My mother used to tell me, oh, don't get involved. Don't get involved in me. If that means that I would take a bullet for those children, I'd have to take that bullet. Because they're the next generation. I'm at the downside of my life, but these children are the next generation. And how many of you all would support me? You all would say some of you hate me because of the color of my skin, and then you still hate me after I saved your child's life. We are going in the wrong direction, people. We are going in the wrong direction in this country. We need to be trained better how to protect ourselves. You don't need more laws on the books that won't do a thing to protect our children. We need to be able to protect ourselves to a certain degree. And it's across the board. Don't throw me in jail for shooting my gun up in the air trying to get someone to stop from from harming me or others. Don't put me in jail and then let the next person go. We have to understand that we are not black, we're not white, we're not Asian, we're not we're not we're not um Latina. We are the human race and until we figure that out in this country, we are the melting pot of the world. And until we remember that It's going to be mass shooting after mass shooting, and nothing's going to change because they can put 50 million new laws on the books, and the bad people are still going to get those guns, and they're still going to kill your loved ones, period, the end. Oh, you're good. You're good. She's just too good. Come on, you guys. She's just too good. Her spirit is fighting. It's fighting for your spirit right now. One good thing. i got to bring this in. The grandmother, the grandmother story who looked at the journal of the child and called the police and stopped the next one that was coming after this one. You heard that story, Marie, the grandmother? Mm-mm. I don't think okay. so. Okay. I look for the good news. There's always a silver line. You know, that's how I prepare. I'm very aware of what's going on in the bad, but I'm also looking for the good for my balance. I'm always thinking there's got to be somebody out there like Marie, like me, like you, that have done the right thing. Now, the grandmother saw the journal. He was planning. And, you know, and, and here's the thing. The mother of this boy had called the police 20, 30, 40 times. She was being abused. He was abusing animals. We're we're looking at the background now, but we knew this before. We all know things before it occurs. But where's the problem with that? That no one is active, no one is proactive. No one is, like she said, working with your child right now. Your child's going to school next week. Before your child goes into a school, not just that school there, but the school that your child attends, wherever that is, to sit down and say, okay, what? ask your child, what are you going to do if a shooter comes into your school? Now, I'm talking about kindergarten children, too. I'm talking about daycares. Because you see these shooters, like she said a little few minutes ago, is looking for the weakest link, the unprotected place. Yeah. 
because we all have that little survival mode going on. I don't care if you want to say you're mentally ill, but you want to live. You don't want somebody to shoot you straight up, you know. And yet if you're going to shoot, you're going to shoot yourself. Isn't that strange how that occurs? Now this one, this one, he dropped his gun and ran out with the rest of the people, you know, and then went to McDonald's or whatever, you know, but they had a tag mm-hmm. on him because they had a tag yep. on him even before he could, went into that school, people. Wake up to that one. No one had a surveillance yep. camera watching him running out. How did they know to be there to take that picture? Because, honey, it was in progress, and they were just sitting back taking pictures for you, for me, for them. What's the agenda here? Let's create some fear of terror. Let's create it, people. Don't tell me that these people, these news people, aren't on that side because I'm not that stupid. Are you that? No, I'm, no, no, no. How did they get that picture, Brenda? How did they know where he was going to McDonald's or wherever? Because they're in on it. Oh, my God. You mean they're in on it? Yes, they Ooh, are. Oh, you went there. They're in you on it, man. There. Get the clues, you know, honey. Let me tell you all something. Let me tell you all. First of all, let me break away from our conversation for a second. As you all know, this is our birthday show. We're turning eight years old tomorrow. And I want to say a special hello to Miss Pretty. Miss Pretty showed up and probably back in year one. And every now and then, Miss Pretty will jump into the chat room. And it's always good to see when Miss Pretty uh, shows up. She has been around since day one almost. So welcome to Miss Pretty. So glad you were here on this specific day because we are celebrating our eighth year of being on uh, Healing Through Heard iTalk Radio Network. So thank you so much for being here. And um, back to what Brenda was saying, and we didn't even cover half of the topics this week, people, so we're going to do a part two next week. I promise you we'll finish up our topic, and 10 to 1, there'll be more stuff that we'll add in for our open discussion. But there's a reason why news crews and everybody wins Emmys. There's a reason why me, you all know that, or some of you may not, but let me tell you something. I do have a background in media and production, and um, I'll never forget in Baltimore City, a woman had lost her son. He was killed in this and that. Well, They didn't think that she was emotional enough, so they asked her, could she have more tears and get more angry? And they reshot the scene. News crews are in competition with one another to win those statuettes. I have two of them downstairs, my own. I have two telly awards downstairs, and I am, well, I was, I was sponsored into the National Academy of Television Arts and Sciences. I have my gold Emmy pen downstairs as well. So I'm no joke in that respect, and I know what goes on behind the scenes. I'm 30-plus years in the government in several sections, so you can never talk to me about government policy, procedure, anything, unless you're someone who's been in this road as long as I have, which is 37-plus years. So a lot of people, when you're spewing out all of this stuff that you're hearing from all of these bad news media sites, and we can call them fake. Some of them are fake news. Some of them already tell you that they're a satirical site, but yet some of you are falling for this hatred, and you all have been awakened. The hatred within you has been awakened so much. You don't mind moving the, the, the foolishness and buffoonery along. And some of you look just like me, and you're doing it too. So the bottom line is simple. On this show, it's not about any 
one-sided anything. There's enough guilt to go around. So today alone, I want you all to understand something, that we need to protect ourselves and our children, our loved ones. There's a reason why. If you listen to some of my prior shows, you all know that my ex-abuser and that woman that he had an affair with lived a couple yards away, a couple yards away out the back. Yes, do I tell you all that I'm armed to the hoop I am. I love my right to bear arms. Yes, I do. I love my right to bear arms, and I don't want anyone to take away my right to bear arms because guess what? You are leaving me vulnerable to be killed. Not even just attacked, because he promised that he would kill me someday. He lives a few yards away with his whore and her family. So I want you to understand something. When you talk about laws and regulations, you're not taking away the the things that some people may need. The only thing that someone may have to protect themselves with from the bad people, you're taking away those rights from the good people. That's not the answer. Another classic example, because you never start talking without giving people examples. One thing that I learned, and it was so interesting, that I was at the courthouse when I got one of my protection orders. And one of the workers there, they said, you know, it's just a piece of paper. If they want to get you, they're going to get you. I had never thought about that. You have to have a partner who's really afraid of being put in jail in order for them to adhere to that protection order. But when you have someone who doesn't care, guess what? That protection order doesn't mean anything. It's a simple sheet of paper. And the only good part about it from a legal standpoint is that it shows that you tried to get protection. You tried to do There's a paper trail saying that you didn't just keep letting this abuser back into your life. That's the only thing. You adhered to it. That you weren't called when he was up in your house or whatever. That's the only good part about that. Once again, it's a sheet of paper with some words on it. And how many times have you all heard me say, I had a woman come up to me and say, oh, no, my husband is a doctor, and he would never do anything like this. And I've interviewed people who their their spouses were very wealthy, very um, prestigious people in all walks of life. And I said, okay, so when they decide to snap on you, when they decide to go through their midlife crisis or their end-of-life crisis, and they out there, that young girl, and they don't want you anymore, and they start to get crazy on you, let me tell you. So let's just put our degrees and things in order. Don't go for any certificate on the wall. That's not going to save you. AA, absolutely not. BS, maybe, perhaps, possibly, but, it, you know, I wouldn't put it, Anywhere, you know, I'd probably try to throw that at him and hope that it would hit him in the head or something. Master's degree, yeah, try that. Put that up around your midsection, you know, because I'm pretty sure that master's degree is going to stop that bullet or that that knife from getting to you. I'm pretty sure. But if that fails, go get that doctorate off the wall and put that up in front of your body. I'm pretty sure that doctorate is really going to save you from that bullet. I'm pretty sure because she was adamant about he's a doctor and he wouldn't do blah, blah, blah. What? What? Anyone can snap. Anyone can break. It's no different than the husband coming home, putting a gun to his wife's head and pulling the trigger. Then they say, well, you know, he grew up in a, in a, uh, you know, a broken home and blah, blah, blah. Everybody keeps making excuses. The truth is they are bad people in this world. 
There are bad people in this world, and there are people, I don't give a who, you can say that they're mentally unstable if they want. If you're mental enough to be able to put your plan down on paper, and then you're going to execute it, you're not that mentally unstable. You know, if some things happen, people will tell me the same thing. A classic example of work. I was telling people that a certain employee just wasn't on point doing a job. The person in charge told me I had issues. The minute that my coworker who didn't look like me complained about the same worker, that person in charge got on the phone, called everyone. Several weeks later, that individual was gone. But where I was trying to get the right thing done, I had issues. People will make stuff up about you. People will do a lot of things. So we need to understand. We need to proactive, be proactive for ourselves. Don't keep crying to the president, make a rule, make things change. My heart goes out to those students, those children, those people who lost their lives. But let me tell you something. We need to start right here at ground zero, which is not rock bottom. It's solid ground. We need to learn how to start taking care of our own. And not only, but did you all know, did you know, Brenda and listeners, that that same yep. week, the next day, two schools mm-hmm. in Baltimore, yep. one student bought a pellet gun or something to school That's and another right. student That's bought right. a, a, a one. Did you all even know about that? Did you all know that a father just turned in his daughter because mm-hmm. he found her dossier There's another one. where she There's was planning another one. for doing a, a shooting in Catoctin High in Frederick County? Yep. Did you all know that? And this just broke. This just yeah. broke and was put up this I got you. Did you all yeah. know that? So we no, need we to learn how to be proactive people. Right. This is the thing. This is the answer to your problems. We need to take care of our own. We need to be proactive. We need to step up to the plate. We need to put our children in martial arts classes. We need to teach our children yes. how to protect themselves. We need yes. to do this. It's not the government. We need to do it because guess what? That's the right. government has proven to fail us over and over and over yes, again. Ma'am. And they will continue to fail us because they could care less. Once we vote them in, they could care less about us. I don't care if you're a Democrat. I don't care if you're a Republican. They don't care about the people. They care about making it. And this regime especially, everything that they are doing, that they are doing it to put more money in their constituents and the people who support them's pockets. We're your partners. We're going, to t- we're going to privatize this. And all of their friends guarantee you're going to get those airports, those roadways, and everything. And while you have someone who's saying, bring back America, America, you're still signing agreements with foreign countries to work in your establishments. You all, these are things that the, that the media is not telling you all outright because they want to keep you dummy down and in the dark. You have to get up. You have to learn how to be proactive and look for these yep. things for yourself. The answers are out there, people. The answers right. are out there. You need to get up off your behinds and go and look for the truth. <laughs> and the government doesn't hide anything because they know that most of us are too lazy to get up and go find it. They don't hide a thing. You just need to know where to look and how to. But you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. Okay, there she goes again. She's on it. She's in it. Y'all feel it. Okay, so I've got some solutions other than giving your kid a gun. There are many ways that we can protect. Like she said, the one way, and I I did send my child, my son, he took Taekwondo, 
and he was fully protected by, you know, Taekwondo. And here's another thing that you can also put in that book bag, and it's called pepper spray. You can buy it. I have pepper spray in my pocketbook. I also have a cane, even though I don't need a cane. But I walk with a cane because I am ready and I am aimed. And I know that I can keep my hand right next to my pocketbook, which is a pocketbook that I do not carry. It's on my shoulder. That's another reason. Carrying a pocketbook someone can grab. These are things that I think about. I am totally prepared when I walk the streets. And if someone approaches me or comes behind me, I'm always looking around. I'm not paranoid, people. People, you say, oh, Brenda, you're paranoid. No, I'm prepared. I like the P, prepared, not paranoid. Okay, I like that. Because many years people have said, Brenda, you sound paranoid. No, no, I'm prepared. Come on. I'm ready. We live in this type of world now. When are we going to wake up to that? That's what she's talking about. Pepper spray. It's for, you know, it's something that you can buy. It's not against the law. Uh, I don't know if they can take that to school. I don't they know if they would allow pepper spray in schools. Well, that's something that the in schools can start allowing, giving children permission. I will, I'll tell you about that. That little. I have a story about that because I've been in the media, too. When she was talking about the media, <coughs> you guys, we have experience. We've been in the media. I was on television. I was on cable. So I know all about the working of the media, too. And I know how to use the media. And I know she does, too. And many people know how to use the media because the media is waiting for that story, like she said, to make them get their little uh, whatever's going on with them, their ratings or whatever. But I was in the media at the time, and I was in Kmart, and I was going through the checkout. I looked down, and I saw all these big bottles of uh, – it was uh, like um, they were gray, and, and, I, and I picked it up. It says, military issue – tear gas spray sitting right there for anybody to buy and i said to the girl i said hey can anybody buy this military issued tear gas can she said well they just put it there today and she says i guess anybody can buy it so i'm got, i'm thinking in my head wait a second here wait a second anybody can buy this right here on the open right there and uh coming behind me just how it happened it was a scenario a young boy, you know, a young boy was talking to his mama, I want to take that to school. And she said, okay, grab a can. And she was proceeding to buy this for the child, military issue tear gas to take to school. And I said this to the cashier, are you going to sell that to, to this uh, child and this mother? She said, I don't see any reason why. And, of course, it was purchased. And I said, where's the manager? And uh, she called the manager. It was a guy. And I said, hey. This is military-issued tear gas. He said, yes. I said, you're selling this to children and anybody who wants it? Well, yes. There's no law against it, he said. I said, wait a minute. There's no law against selling military-issued tear gas? So I got to thinking. I went to the general manager. I was on uh, Channel 8, a local station here. I knew everybody there because I was on Channel 8. And uh, I told him, and he said, we're going to send the news crew over there. See, that was being proactive, people. That that was kind of my my time, be anonymous, you know. And uh, I told him he better take it off the shelf because you don't want to sell that to kids to go to school. And uh, he may have listened, but maybe not. 
But the media came that night on 6 o'clock news live and went to the manager, and the manager started loading all of that military-issued tear gas into the baskets. That's right, because they put it on the news. I know that sounds very bizarre since I just said uh, pepper spray. Pepper spray is not tear gas. In fact, pepper spray isn't even that powerful. What it does is just stings the eye. If you can't carry pepper spray, you can do this in something else I used to carry. It's called hairspray. You ever look at the ingredients? You, have you ever had a hairspray in your eyes? When I worked at the phone company late night and had to wait for the bus, I had my hairspray in my pocketbook. Yes, I did. So I've carried pepper spray. I've carried hairspray. I've always thought about something like that. And, yes, two men approached me at the stop, bus stop. And, yes, I did have to use a little bit of my hairspray to jump on the bus. Have you even thought about that? Have you even thought of things that you can do and carry that really aren't against the law? Who's going to say you can't carry your hairspray? Who's going to say it? Or even buy something that says it just stings the eye. It doesn't kill anybody, but it may give you a chance to run away from the shooter and stop the shooter. Have we thought about these things? I was just thinking. Marie? Yep, exactly. Now, there are some things that you could do. I mean, if you looked at these kids' book bags, they are weapon within themselves. So, again, there are places that you can talk to. There are ways that you can help your children to be more, more uh, um protective and proactive. Um, We have about 33 minutes into our program. There's a lot of people jumping on our call query. If you want to chime in on this topic, please press the number one on your phone. Uh, We thank you for being here. And um, if you just want to sit back and listen, that's fine. Uh, But we enjoy you. We welcome you to chime in on our topic for today. But otherwise, sit back and enjoy the conversation. We promise you we'll probably do a part two to this because we have gotten so uh, deeply into this issue of us taking care of ourselves, taking care of our loved ones, protecting ourselves. We're not saying do anything that's going to get your children or yourselves in trouble, but there are so many ways that you can protect yourself legally. Legally, there are so many ways, but we need to understand something here, people. If we're waiting for someone else to solve our problems for us, guess what? Sometimes we have to start where we are and deal with what we have to make things better for ourselves. We used to know this. We used to know this, but over the the decades, we have really dummied down, and we have become so dependent on other people telling us what to do and how to do and how to breathe and how to live and who to love and who not to love and who to hate and who to do this. It's gotten out of hand. And just so you all know, a lot of you are missing other points too. This child didn't care. He obviously did not care. He has been doctrinated and other things going on here. Yes, of course, we all have problems. Back in the day, they didn't used to call this everything wasn't mental illness. 
It was that you came from a broken home. Some people made the choice to go in the bad direction. Some people made the choice to become better. Now everything is mental illness. You know, it's like one year, you know, putting red dye and everything will kill you. Then it was two years later, oops, not really, it's all okay. You know, you have to look at the cycles of life and how people keep us at bay and try to keep us believing some of the crap that they're spewing to us. Yes, did the FBI, they dropped the ball. Did the school drop the ball? Of course they did. Everybody dropped the ball in that situation. Everybody. Those children told But don't try to say that the children should talk, talk, talk. Children are still that children. Their cognitive functioning, they're going to talk among themselves, being as though when you try to tell administration something, administrations have done some of the craziest decisions lately. Children aren't comfortable talking to the administration. But everyone knew that there was a problem there. And we can point the finger all day. Again, it's up to us as the adults to be proactive in the lives to take care of our children, so many of us. When you see children hanging themselves and killing themselves and being bullied, we need to be proactive in our children's lives. We need to know when there's some. I talk to my grandchildren all the time. I talk to my, one of my grandsons, and he tells me all about these students here. And I say, have your parents, have you told your parents? Have your parents talked to the school? Have your parents put them on high alert? Has, has anyone done anything? Laws are set up to prevent. I'm not the parent. I'm the grandparent. But I make sure that he knows, talk to your parents. They're there. They're in that state. They can go up there and talk to that school. They can write to their representatives. They can do that because it's up to them to take care of these representatives and take care of their constituents. I'm in a totally different state, several states away. But I make sure that he understands that I hear you and talk to your parents. And if he doesn't want to, I will. So people, stop pointing a finger. Start right where you are, ground zero, in your homes. Protect yourselves. Make yourselves safe. Teach your children. Put them in martial arts. See what they can and cannot take to school. Like Brenda said, a lot of kids have hairspray. You put a little bit of those pumps of that in somebody's eyes. It's not just about a shooter. It's about those boys who don't know where their hands go or those girls who are a little bit too frisky. The bottom line is simple. We need to know how to take it to the line without ever crossing that line. We need to come back to this, people. We, we were all born with brains. Stop giving away all of those cells to people who mean us no good. We vote. It doesn't matter you anymore. Understand. The Electoral College will put whomever they want in office. It doesn't right. matter anymore, people. We have given uh, away too much of our souls and our rights and our common sense to people who don't care about us. That's right. You know, that, that that's why I kind of work with empowerment, and I don't know how long I'm going to be called to work with empowerment. You know, a lot of times, you know, people give their power away. That's what you're talking about, really. We have a power, but we've been dummied down. I mean, we're we're yes. auto, we're on autopilot or something. We just take it in and we say, well, there's nothing I can do about it. So we have no power. I mean, you're right. 
back when uh, I mean I'm 69, so back when I was going to school, there was I had a lot of power, and I believed in my power. And you said that you did that little thing with that bully person. Oh yeah, I've been in fights too, people. Oh yeah, junior high, two girls on the bus, and I had a buddy with me, and we went at it, pulling hair. Throwing books, and my mom had to come with a broom down the street so I could get off the bus, come and hit him on the head. But my mama was a powerful woman, and she called social services on those two girls. But I got to tell you something. That was my lesson. We're all going to be given these little lessons here, like Marie was given her lesson, and that gave her courage. Maybe everybody needs to get a little bit of that pumping up right now, a little bit of that power that you got. Is there something going on around you that you just have settled for, like a man beating the crap out of you, using you as a punching bag? I went there, too, people. I had a gun to my head one time. I've also had a knife to my throat. And I got out of it. I'm still living. And so is Marie. So it's not like me and Marie have been skating through this thing. We used our power. Are you going to use yours? Are you going to transfer some of that power that you used to your children? That's what Marie's talking about. Don't just sit there. You have something in you. You know you won somewhere in your life. You know that you have won over with your power. But where did your power go? If you stop using a muscle, you stop using your brain, you stop using something that you know that you can do, and it goes away, and you don't think it's there. But it's still there. Marie's telling you something. Don't give your power away. Take it back now. That's right. Take it back. And we're going to move on because um, we're going to be ending soon. So if you have a comment or question really quickly, um, you can type it in the chat room. Or uh, if you're in the call query, press the number one on your phone. You're perfectly welcome to come online. You don't have to give your name. But if you have something to say, that's what this show and next week's show is going to be about. Uh, Open Discussion Week. Because as you can see, this is a very passion-filled show. This isn't anger. This is passion. Because I'm a mother and I'm a grandmother. And I want to see my children grow up. I don't want them to have someone go to school and then they come home in a, in a box in a black bag. I don't want that to happen to my child. I certainly don't want it to happen to any of yours. But the realization is you can put all these laws and regulations on the book you want. Bad people have always been able to do what they want. The mentally, so-called mentally ill, if you are mentally ill but you're not mentally ill to the point where you are not within your right frame of mind and you have no control, but you can sit down and put this plan on paper and then go buy the weapons and, and all of the, the, um, the, the bullets and all of the, the arsenal that you need, and then you're going to load this, these weapons and you're going to go into somewhere and shoot up innocent, unsuspecting people. That means that you're a coward, whether you're mentally ill coward or not. That remains to be seen. But the bottom line is simple is that you're in your right frame of mind to do all of this. I question your mental instability that people claim that you have. So many children, you see so many videos on social media where parents, oh, don't do that, and they're cursing out their their parents, they're beating up on them, and they're doing all of this. These are the types of children that grow up to shoot up places because they know they can get away with it. They know that they can. This child in Florida, they showed him walking across to get something to eat at McDonald's with the rest of the kids. It didn't matter. 
did not matter. And to me, when it came through, I had gotten home early and I was busy watching talk show and then here comes the special report. And they show and they showed pictures of him walking through the trees. And this was from an overhead shot in a helicopter. So they knew who he was. They knew where he was. I'm not, I'm not understanding how he's walking to McDonald's and you got the kids coming out with their hands up and behind their heads throwing down their book bags, and you're also watching this kid go over to McDonald's. If you knew that that was him, you could have ended it right there. So how long were you going to draw this out for the sensationalism? And I understand. Remember, people, I'm in law, so there's nothing too many of you can tell me. Okay, I'm not in criminal justice. I'm in law. There's a difference. But... You have all of this going, and I understand that you want to make sure that he was a lone shooter and by himself and all of that, and you want to try to find these kids. I understand that. But to have overhead shots of this boy walking over to McDonald's, still showing shots of these kids coming out, either you all had poor splicing of this so-called live event, Or as Brenda said earlier, there's much more to these stories than meets the eye. So, again, I just had questions when it first started. Oh, every school has two policemen in it. Well, where were they? No one has said yet where, no one has allocated where these two policemen were. When you had these children and all these kids, they have their cell phones. They're scared to death, but their cell phones were going, and they were putting them up on social media. I heard at one kid's um, video there was at least, there was more than 10 shots. Pop, 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 Where were the so-called police? This kid was outside of a window trying to break it, shooting at a window, but the glass didn't shatter. Where were the so-called police who should have been there? No one has answered that question yet. No one has answered why there was an overhead shot of this kid walking over to McDonald's, either you can say that it wasn't him, it was another kid in the red shirt, or it was him. If it was him, why did you have an overhead shot watching him walk over to McDonald's? Why was he taken on the side of a road somewhere when they they had him up in cuffs and they were checking his pockets and saying that wasn't McDonald's? So what, what are you showing us? What are we really seeing here, people? We need to wake up again because we have been sleeping for too long. You see, the new regime, they woke up a sleeping giant. They woke up the giant of hatred and separatism. That's what they woke up. But we need to remember something. We're stronger when we come together as a people. There's good and bad in every single social economic group out there. You don't think when I go through Baltimore City, I don't make sure all my doors are locked and I don't have my hand on my pipe or weapon or whatever I have with me on any given time? Yeah, I do. Yes, I do. Do you think that I'm not aware that some people hate me by the sheer color of my skin? Of course I do every single day. There are people who don't want doctors to touch them because they don't like the color of their skin. Some people would rather get to their deathbed, to their moment of death, before they realize maybe I made a mistake. We are stronger when we work together. You're telling me as a law-abiding citizen, I'm educated, I work every day, I pay my taxes, I'm a homeowner, I follow the law, I do everything. But you're telling me that I don't have a right to breathe the same air as you because of the color of my skin. There's not something wrong with me, there's something wrong with you. 
And until we realize that we are stronger, ladies, you know that we are stronger when we come together, when we work together, when we encourage one another. And it's always been the sisters who look like me, who tell me who she thinks she is. And then that sister gets another sister who's insecure to jumping on her bandwagon. Tell me why you hate me. No one has had an answer this far. And I'm going on 55 years old, and no one can answer that question as to why they hate me. They will tell me what I think. I think I'm better. I think I'm this because what? I continue to better myself. I continue to learn. I continue to do these things. So that makes me what? Better than you? That doesn't make me better than anybody else. That just makes me someone who has a lot of high hopes and a lot of goals for myself personally. And I have that right. So you see people in this world, and I've said this before, and I have no problems with it because this is the life that I've lived and my truth. It's not the people who look like me who propelled me to this point. It's the people who did not, who believed in me and saw something in me that the people who look like me never helped me to bring out in myself. Chew on that for a moment. We need to come together. We need to become one again. That's what makes us strong. This separatism is not making us strong. It's making us the laughing stock of the world. And it's things like this that are happening because we have dummied down to the point where we are allowing all of the wrong people who couldn't give a rats about us dictate to us what we're supposed to believe in this world. We need to come back from the brink, people. We are at the brink of madness on our own, and this vicious cycle, shooting, gun laws, gun laws, regulations, thoughts and prayers, forget, shooting, gun laws, gun laws, regulations, thoughts and prayers, mental illness, forget, guarantee you, like I said in the beginning, with bullies, Bullies don't attack people that are their equal or better. They attack people who they perceive to be weaker than they are. Every single bully does that, every single one. Every single shooter knows that they're going into places where there's probably not people there that's going to shoot them back. You don't see them walking into a police barracks, do you? Now, when they walk into places where they know that there's a ton of armed people, maybe I believe their mental illness, the voices in their head and everything else is telling them what to do. Don't believe everything you see on television shows and in the movies, people. These people, some of them are just bad seeds, period. They are bad seeds on this earth. I'm not saying everyone, but some of them. Because they, they have never been put in their place. They have never been properly parented. Or some of them, they have never been put in programs to help them to get better. Oh, you're going to throw me out of school? Let me just get me a gun and pull that there fire alarm, make sure everybody's outside, and I'm going to start shooting because nobody's going to shoot me back. And then I'm going to drop everything down and walk over to McDonald's while someone overhead is filming me walking to McDonald's, wasting time instead of taking my behind down right then and there. I still don't understand this. And most people, that went right over their heads. How is it that... Someone from above in a helicopter is showing this kid walking over to McDonald's, <clears throat> and no one's gotten him there. I mean, he's just a lone kid walking over to McDonald's. They knew it was him. Somebody knew that it was him. You all miss all of this. 
You all miss all of this because you get caught up in the hype that the media starts and social media starts, and you all jump on the same bandwagon. Nobody is actually seeing what's right before your eyes. Many, many, many years ago, someone said the government doesn't hide a thing. They don't have to. They know that the people, the, the American people are so stupid nowadays, we won't take the time to see things and investigate things for ourselves, and it's the truth. People, think about it. Go back and look at some of that footage. How did that happen? Why didn't that footage of that overhead helicopter, whatever, show the police pouncing on that child? Why did that not happen? Why did that not happen until much later in this whole timeline of things? What is going on here, people? There are so many things that so many people didn't even remember about all types of things. You have to be awake when you're seeing these things. You have to have a pad in front of you and take notes and then see how there's so many inconsistencies in what we're being told and shown. You have to understand this. So again... This has been a topic all this week. We're going to do part two of Open Discussion Week, part two next week, um, so that we can touch on some other topics that we just didn't have time to hit on today. Um, so, again. Marie, you know, yes. uh, I'm, I'm on Facebook social media. I pay a lot of attention to it, and I see how social media is doing what you say. It is coming out with a lot of fear tactics, and, and of course, we're finding out about the Russians doing what they did. They have a trolling situation, which they say swayed, you know, to, to vote for Trump. Now, you know, you look at this as a spiritual person. I'm looking at it through spiritual eyes because I'm very awake, and you are too, very aware that that there's more going on than what you're seeing. Uh, I believe there's scriptures about that, you know, that, that, that appearances are deceiving. Okay. So we know this. Do, do, oh, maybe, maybe some people don't know that. Just appearances are deceiving. And then she said at the beginning of the show, are we discerning what we're seeing or hearing? No. Well, we might get a little, you know, a little bit of a, uh, emotion about it. This this is wrong. We'll, we'll just say, well, it's wrong. And like you said, well, let's just get regulations. and But you see, that's where that's go-to. That's kind of like what everybody, the bandwagon, you know, like you said. And uh, I, I, I have don't just push those buttons like and not like, all those stupid little icons. I don't do that. I post right in there, I, I am in agreement or I am not in agreement. I don't use those little icons because... They're looking for likes, which I don't understand that. I don't understand that little like and that little heart and all that little sad, you know. I mean, you know, that's kind of a control, people, you know. That's a control. So step out, man. You know, I'll tell people, what are you posting this for? I ask them a question, and they say, what did I post? They don't even know. So this is the, 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 the brain here. This is, they're on automation. They're in a pattern. And they're circling, just like an airplane. They're circling the field. And where's the field? We're on ground zero here. We're down here. And we're watching these airplanes fly around, all these thoughts and emotions. And then all of a sudden they land right in front of us. Yeah, that's right. Put a little image out there, people. 
Now, you can jump on that bandwagon or that plane and take off. She was talking about rapture. She was talking about that. Are you ready to jump on that bandwagon? Well, you might be jumping on the wrong train, the wrong plane, or the wrong bandwagon, whatever you want to call it. And it'll take you out of here, man. It'll take you out of your own awareness and your own proactivity of what you can do. Because you're out there flying around, man. You think, well, oh, yeah, I thought I was on the right plane. Check it out, people. I'm a real fan of the Twilight Zone. I love that one Twilight Zone where the aliens land. We got a lot of conspiracy about that right now. And uh, the people are getting on the alien plane, taken away and going off the earth. And they, the man turns around and he says, uh, did you describe what was in that book? It says there, To Serve Man was the name of the book. The cookbook. It's yes, the cookbook, the cookbook man. The, the going to cook that these people. That was called the Cannabits. Yes, they were called the Cannabits. The name of that show yeah. was the Cannabits. Mm-hmm. Y'all need to go back in the time there for that Twilight Zone. Go on YouTube or just Google it. It's to serve man. Yep. It's a cookbook. serve man. Yes. All right. So you might book. be out there thinking you're serving man, or you yep. might hear something, go over here and get on this bandwagon because it's to serve man. It might be a cookbook, mm-hmm. and you're going to be in the pot. Yep. <laughs> you be the main thing. You are going you, to be you the, the main, main thing. You the main thing yes. on the table, honey. Yes. <laughs> it's nine Matter minutes. Matter of fact, the gentleman was getting on the, on the and, yep. and the lady, she ran out, and she said, so-and-so, we deciphered yes. it to serve man. It's a cookbook. And then they just pushed him on, and at the end, he was in his little cubicle, and they was like, you must eat. You know, we must get you fattened up and this and that. And it's like, you know what? Again, people, we have been so conditioned and indoctrinated to believe what we're being told and take that for law. And we have been so self-serving and so me first that, oh, to serve man, oh, it's all about them catering to us. And, and you know, they let it go on. And, and not once did they actually lie. They allowed the humans' own, you know, self-gratification to guide them right to the serving table. Amazing, great show. Again, these are the types of things. I'm sorry, people, today I think we've just awakened a sleeping giant on this show as well because this is all about enlightenment. This is all about remembering your worth. Last year, the whole series all year was Know Thy Worth. And this, our very first show of our eighth season, in our Remembering Your Worth series, people, find your worth again. When you find your worth, you will find your common sense again. You will find your sight again where you're not walking around with your eyes wide wide shut. Your eyes will be wide open. You will learn how to question authority. You will learn how to see what's going on and see the inadequacies in your lives, in your workplace, in your neighborhoods, wherever. And that doesn't mean, oh, and our, our, our inspiration for this week is Proverbs fifteen eleven. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. So you have to learn how to find your network of people who are enlightened and awakened. You have to learn how to deal with these situations without the anger. Because one thing that always throws the bad people off of their axis is when you are calm about what you're doing. Scares the daylights out of them always and forever. So until 
next time again. Thank you for all of you over here in the call query. I see people from California, from Florida, from the Carolinas, Georgia, um, looks like Alabama. Um, where else? I've only looked up a few uh, area codes, but I want to thank you for being here today. Thank you for those of you over in our chat room, of course, as far away as the United Kingdom. Once again, you all I am so enjoying you being here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope that you come back next week and join in our conversation because this is a hot topic now, people, and the realization is that I'm tired of seeing so many people dance around the real truth in all of this. The answer is here for us, people. We need to start with our homes inside with our families. We need to get our children trained up. We need to train ourselves. We need to put them in martial arts, put them, teach them how to use what they have around them as weapons if they need to, teach them how to use their school books, all the stuff that they have in those school books, they tan up their backs and all of that and, and, and their posture. My gosh, a school book is something terrible nowadays. That thing is a weapon within itself. We need to understand, read your school's rules and regulations, see what's there, see what your children can have with them legally to use in the event of some type of a problem. See what will happen if they decide to open up that closet that they're hiding in. See if they have a plan on how they can at least go out. If they've got to go out, send them out with a fight. See what they have to do because trust me. The answer, obviously, is not going to come through regulations and laws and all of that because bad people are always going to get what they want. We have to be prepared to counter those bad people. No matter what the excuses of why they're bad and doing bad things, that's not it. And so many of us were jumping on all the hate wagons. Someone just posted on social media something about everyone's going to see the Black Panther movie. The Black Panthers were a group back then. and blah. I, I simply asked, what is your point? The Black Panthers and the Black Panther and Black Panther the movie. Black Panther the movie is about a Marvel comic book character that's been around for years. In case you all didn't know, Black Panther is a Marvel comic book character who's been around for decades. Okay, end of discussion. It has nothing to do with the Black Panthers from the civil rights movement and history. But a lot of people like to keep things going. A lot of people like to keep things going. Thank you, Simon. Yeah, I see that we're in our countdown mode now. We're about at five-minute mark now. So as always, as always, I want to pray each and every one of you enough. I want to pray you enough sunshine to brighten your rainy days. I also want to pray you enough rain to make your gardens grow beautifully. I want to pray you enough smiles to turn the frown you've been carrying around upside down. But most of all, guess what? I want to pray you enough knowledge, strength, and courage to face whatever may be knocking at your door or coming your way from this very moment and beyond. And remember, be ye forever prepared. I think and I live in worst case scenarios every day of my life. Nothing surprises me. Nothing catches me off guard. I am prepared for pretty much anything. Because of how I live my life, if today was the day of rapture, I'm ready to go. I want to go because there is so much evil and hatred on this planet. There are days when I feel as though I have nothing left. 
But then I get grounded again. I get come back down to ground zero. And I get my footing together again. And then I propel myself towards new heights. So I will continue to soar with the eagles again. You have to get into that mindset, people. We are here for you. 202-618-2556. TheWallFoundationInc.org. www.cmariawall.com. They all have contact forms. If you want to talk, if you have anything to say or to share, reach out. We don't know if you're there unless you reach out. And then I promise you, you send me a text or a message, I will personally respond back to you. So until next time, thank you, Simon. Simon always gives us our countdown. Thank you so much. Simon from the UK, continue to shine brightly. My friend, I'll see you on the other side of social media. As always, Brenda, so good to have you here, sis. I'll see you next week for week two of Open Discussion Week so that we can finish this out and talk this out until people are starting. You want to talk about a movement? This is the type of movement that we need. We don't need these unnecessary movements that lead to nowhere because people will march this week and forget next week. This is a movement that can help you right where you are. You don't need anyone to be involved. It's a movement to help you empower your family, your loved ones, and yourself again. Take back you. 90 seconds here. Thank you so much for being here, everyone. As we begin, we will end with Tori Lee's finally. Hope to see you back next week. Be well. Be blessed. Thanks again, sis. I'll see you on the other side. Reach out to me on Facebook. I need to be able to talk to you during the week. So until next time, be well. Be blessed. Take care. Marie, what is your Facebook? I haven't been able to find it. I'm on Facebook under Brenda Bradshaw. Do uh, you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, I'm, a, I'm under Brenda Bradshaw. Would you friend me? Because I can't find your Facebook. Okay? I was looking for love in all okay, honey, bye-bye. Places. Okay.